0: Hello and welcome to the Overcome Yourself podcast. As you know, I'm Nicole and I'm super excited to be here talking to you today about executive dysfunction with um, the amazing Megan Griffith. Hey, Hi. welcome. Um, so I would like for you to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us about you um, and and what it is that you do. I'm super excited to talk about executive dysfunction and executive function, how we can work with that, um, because I struggled with that for a long time. So take it away, Megan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, so my name is Megan. I am a neurodivergent life coach. Uh, I work with other neurodivergent people. I personally am autistic. And basically what I do a big portion of what I do is help people get shit done. Is it okay if I swear? Is that allowed? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, getting shit done because it is so unbelievably difficult for a lot of neurodivergent people because we experience something called executive dysfunction. And this is a lot of things, but it boils down to that horrible feeling when you want to do something, you are trying to do something and you just can't. And you don't understand why. When you have like a list of another podcast interview said 11
0: billion things to do and you feel like a deer in headlights, right? Is that kind of like, and then you, you can't really do anything. Like you have this whole list and you know, you want to get it done, but. Um, and then you end up like watching Netflix. So <laughs> that's exactly, my experience. Exactly.
1: And the narrative <laughs> that a lot of us tell ourselves is, well, I must just be lazy. That's Mm -hmm. why I'm not doing the important stuff, but I still have plenty of energy to play video games or to watch TV or to scroll on my phone. But the thing is like, with the exception of video games, which do require some like mental effort, watching Netflix and scrolling on your phone, those are very passive activities that require Mm -hmm. very little of you. That's very different from like doing the laundry or doing the dishes or cleaning the house or doing work. Um, it, and I don't know, I guess I just want to start this whole interview off by telling you, you are not lazy. If you are listening to this and this resonates with you, I am telling you, it's not laziness. Thank you. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, yeah. And then,
0: cause you know, what happens is I had those thought patterns and then I beat myself up about it. And then, so you just end up in this horrible, like it's, it's not helping you. Right. Um, so tell me a little bit more about what you do with your clients. Like what is there like a, something that you can give us to help us overcome some of this? Like in my book, I wrote a book called overcome yourself. That's what this podcast is about. And I talk about um, how sometimes I trick myself into getting things done. So like the dishes, one of the ways is like, I'm just going to do, just, just wash one dish. And then it's like, okay, this isn't that bad. <laughs> um, actually, I was thinking about it the other day, more, um, more recently, I guess I've, I've come to, I, I figured out, like I would set a timer for like five minutes. Okay. you you can do this for five minutes. Um, and, and then I realized that doing the dishes doesn't take as long as I was making it out to seem like it did you know because then you feel like you're going to be there for four hours and you realize wow if I just dedicate five minutes to this it's done so um would you think something like that am I on the right track with um with figuring out how to just really tackle this and, and getting things done or do you have a better tip for me?
1: No. Okay. I think that is an amazing strategy. And I personally don't think of it as tricking your brain because that sort of puts you in this dynamic of you versus your brain. And that's like a dynamic I really try to help my clients get away from. Instead we pair together. It's you and your brain and you're working together. So it's not like, oh, I have to trick my brain into getting these dishes done. It's more like my brain is intimidated by long, boring tasks and that's okay. And so I am going to work with it to gently guide it, to get things done by saying, okay, you only have to do it for five minutes. And then if we have the energy, we will continue. Um, So I think that's a wonderful strategy. That's absolutely something I recommend. Uh, When it comes to my clients, I traditionally teach uh, a framework that I came up with called the Functional Freedom Framework. And it's all about finding freedom through functionality instead of being who you feel like you're supposed to be, like trying to be neurotypical when you're not. Um, And the functional freedom framework has three key components. So the first component is emotional intelligence. And this can feel really unrelated at first, but I'm telling you, it is the key to everything. (laughs) If you can unlock some self-compassion, if you can learn to set boundaries, if you can start unmasking These emotional intelligence factors make everything else possible. So that's why we start there. Then we move into practical tools because you can love yourself so much and still really struggle to get stuff done. So we need the practical tools as well. So then we'll move into that. Then the final piece of the puzzle is a sense of community because doing this work alone is intimidating and hard and dare I say, maybe a little impossible. Yes, I agree. Community is so important. So you have a community. Yes. Yeah. I have a, sure. I have a program it's called neurodivergent magic and it is a lifetime access program. So you pay once and you join and you have lifetime access to weekly group coaching calls. So this is where we come together, this group of people and people get the advice that they need. They get their questions answered. Um, and then there's also a Facebook group and video modules that you can watch. There's a whole bunch of extra stuff that goes into it. But I will say the the group coaching calls are where some of the best magic happens, to be honest. I love it. Um, And this isn't just for entrepreneurs, right? This is neurodivergent
0: people in general.
1: Absolutely. Yes. All neurodivergent folks are welcome. Professionally diagnosed, self-diagnosed, suspecting people, basically, unless you wake up every morning and go, yep, still neurotypical, you are welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I
0: love it. So I have a group as well, but our group, um, the neurodivergent entrepreneur think tank is focused on entrepreneurs. So I love that you have something that's not just for entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs are welcome as well. Um, Because it, you know, I think it's so important. um, Like you said, starting with what, what was it that you called it? Emotional intelligence? Yes. That's your first level. That's so important. Learning to not just understand Emotions, but I had to learn to understand like my own body. Like, what does this mean? Oh, this is what hunger actually feels like. This is thirst. Um, And I know that sounds kind of silly. Well, not to you. It's not going to sound silly because I'm sure you understand that we maybe growing up, like there was so much other stuff going on that we didn't really take the time or no one really understood how to teach us what those things meant. And so even understanding you, um, being able to unmask. And um, I was just doing another interview, um, and we were talking about how suppressing your emotions um, causes you to not be able to remember things. And I was like, wow. And so like we have this issue, right, as ND, as ND people, like with N- people with ND brains um, where we're like, oh, I don't have short term memory. What if there's like a relation to masking? And because we are masking, it's affecting our short term memory. And so we're like, oh, we don't have working memory. But no, it's because we're masking.
1: <laughs> Isn't
0: that I just absolutely insane?
1: That. Yeah, that totally yeah. makes sense. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I actually think, um, I don't know if it has so much to do with working memory necessarily, but I will say, I think that a lot of neurodivergent folks as children grow up and we learn to ignore ourselves. We Mm -hmm. learn to ignore our hunger signals and our overstimulation signals because we are basically gaslighted and told, no, the lights aren't, Loud, what do you mean? Lights don't make noise, or no, this crowd shouldn't bother you. Like, just get over it. And we're just told over and over to ignore ourselves, and so we do. No, this water doesn't actually taste different, (laughs) exactly. Of course, not just drink it. Like, stop being so dramatic. I think dramatic, sensitive, Mm -hmm. these are words that are used against neurodivergent folks as weapons a lot of the time. So
0: emotional, too emotional, of course. (laughs) or not emotional enough. Like, (laughs) yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so good. And like I said, we were talking about overcoming yourself. So do you, um, first of all, do you feel like in any way you did overcome yourself to start your
1: business? Oh my goodness, uh for sure. <laughs> so usually I don't love, like I said, I don't like to pin myself against myself. You know, I try to work with my brain and my heart and all of this stuff. But I will say there is like a big part of me that is very, and this is not like a brag or anything, but is very intelligent and very intellectually minded. And I have had to, even though that sounds like such a good thing, I have had to overcome it because mm-hmm. there's a part of me that truly believes that I can think my way out of any problem. And that's not how a lot of problems work. <laughs> um, and I have just found in recognizing my neurodivergence and in starting my business that I have to feel my feelings and I have to like be a person instead of thinking my way into being a person. And that has just, that's probably been the biggest thing I have had to overcome when it comes to starting neurodivergent magic and trying to help other people.
0: Instead of doing just being right. (laughs) I love that. And, um, so the book is called overcome yourself. Um, but I feel what what's what's happening when what I'm realizing the the way that the, the story goes in, in the book is that it's more that's kind of like the hook, because when we are. When we're in it, that's what we feel like in the beginning, I have to overcome myself, like there's something wrong with me, right, but by the end of the book, we realize that it's not about overcoming ourselves it's just about shifting our perspective a little bit um and so one of the big themes one of the first big themes, is practicing gratitude and another one is using what you've always considered your weakness um what that's actually your your greatest strength um so do you do you feel like there's um do you feel like that's been true for you as well is there something that you were told you know, for example, my example is uh, talking too much. I was told I talked too much when I was little, right? I'm too loud. Um, and now, like, I get paid to talk to people, right? So, like, I learned to use that as my, one of my greatest strengths. So um, do you feel like in overcoming yourself, do you realize that you had that change of perspective and you realize this isn't about overcoming, this is about being um, and, and learning to use what I have to my
1: advantage, right? Do you agree with that? Um, yes and no. Okay. So yes, for sure. Because there are so many things that I thought were weaknesses that I were told were weaknesses that I have come to appreciate as strengths. Like my sensitivity, for instance, I was Mm -hmm. always told, oh, stop being so sensitive. Stop being so dramatic, blah, blah, blah. And I have just come to realize that that sensitivity is what makes me such a good coach and such a good mom and such a good partner. And it, it really is genuinely a strength. But at the same time, I don't want to, uh, invalidate my actual limitations because there are definitely, everyone has weaknesses and I don't think I should have to turn all of my weaknesses into superpowers. Like sometimes I just struggle with shit and like, that's allowed. Yes. No. Absolutely. I think it's
0: more about that. That's a great point. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, that's definitely something that I have to explore because I don't want to invalidate um, anyone's struggles, anyone's uh, weaknesses. Um, but I, I, I just found that there were certain big things that certain themes that came across in my entire life, where it was, um, you know, I was, I was told you know, like being bossy. I um, i wasn't bossy. I was just exhibiting leadership traits, right? So there there are certain things that were exhibited in me since I was little that um, were kind of trying to be knocked out of me. And I realized those are the things I need to lean into. Um, now, I do also have weaknesses like with my back. Um, like I hurt my back very, very badly. Um, and there was like, I couldn't, I couldn't walk for a little while. Um, and I still have pain all the time. Um, and so I'm not going to turn that into try to turn that into a strength, like, you know, trying to be like weightlifting (laughs) or something like that. Right. So, um, yes, um, but I use I use it as I can. Like I taught myself aerial yoga. Um, And so that's something that I might not have explored if my back didn't hurt so badly. And that's actually been very helpful, like hanging upside down and stuff. Um, So that's a great perspective though. Thank you for bringing that up. Like I said, um, um, so any final tips, Megan, what are you thinking? Any, any little gold tidbits that you'd like to leave the audience with?
1: Yes, I think I have two. Uh, so the first one is you, the goal of your life is not to be as neurotypical as possible. Amen. The goal of your life is to be as you as possible and you are neurodivergent and that is allowed and okay. And you do not have to shrink yourself constantly, uh, in order to be who you think you're supposed to be. So there's that. And then I also want to leave you with, uh, this idea that, um, Oh, I lost my train of thought. This happens to me all the time. (laughs) Uh, this idea that neurotypical people and neurodivergent people it's almost like we are playing different sports right so it's the idea that neurotypical people are playing tennis and neurodivergent people are playing rugby I don't know we play by different rules and that's okay you don't have to be try to be a tennis player basically (laughs) I love that yes yes
0: um I heard one, someone say people trying to communicate, it's like you have different cable packages. And so we watch different shows. So there's, there's going to be some things that we're not going to be able to talk about because you're not watching the same shows. Um, and so sometimes it's just about finding common ground. So your, your sports analogy made me think of that. Um, I absolutely love that. Um, and then, so how can we hang out with you, Megan? How can we stay in touch with you?
1: I would love that. Yes. If you enjoyed, uh, things I had to say, I would love for you to come hang out with me on Instagram at neurodivergent underscore magic. Uh, or I'm on TikTok a lot as well. And that's at Meg Moxie M E G M O X I E.
0: Love it. Um, and then do you have like a, like a somewhere where we could subscribe to your newsletter or something like that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes. I will give you the link. So it will hopefully be in the show notes, but yeah, yes. everything, all the links
0: that she's mentioning will be down there in the show notes or in the comments, depending on where you're watching.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you can join the NeuroDivergent Magic program. If you'd like, I have a special 10% discount code for your listeners. So that code will be in the show notes as well. And if you want to hop on my email list, get some updates from me, stuff like that, you can actually get a free checklist of 21 signs that you might be neurodivergent. Um, And when you sign up for that checklist, you will be added to my email list.
0: I love it. That is awesome. And definitely going to get our hands on that checklist. Um, It's really cool to learn more about yourself and be like, Oh my goodness, I'm not the only person on this earth who does this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, yes. And so finding that community, I think is, is so awesome. So I love everything. So thank you so much for being here with us, Megan. This has been absolutely awesome. And, um, we will see you on the worldwide web. (laughs) Yes. Sounds great.